0: I do not hear it.
1: Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. Hey, anyways, uh, welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Andrew.
2: And my name is Emily.
1: And today we have all of the things to talk about. Uh, and it just occurred to me, this is the last episode pre-Halloween, uh, and this is also the last episode before my birthday.
2: Yeah, your birthday is on a Wednesday, so the day after it the is. Day off. after
1: this comes out. Um so the day if you're watching this on release date, uh today is officially the last day that I am <laughs> 25 years old.
2: All right. I think that when I turned 26, my mother said, "You're in your late 20s now." And I was like, "No, that doesn't happen until 28." <laughs> now I'm 31.
1: I think late late 20s is has to be 27.
2: I think twenty seven and a half.
1: <laughs> yeah, but then that that's three quarters of the way through your twenties.
2: Twenty seven
1: yeah. is like an approximate third of the way through your twenties because you can get so twenty to twenty three, and then twenty four to twenty six, and then twenty seven to twenty nine.
2: Well, whatever. Um, but I that heard gives
1: heard you a whole extra year that, that extra year for the early twenties in that bracket space.
2: Uh, but do you want that? The early twenties weren't my favorite 20, of the twenties.
1: Uh. Certainly,
2: my twenties are all right. Yeah, um, I have your birthday present right here because I've been filming the demos for. It. I'm not going to move it because I got the setup, and I'm like,
1: you got it just got right. Setup. Like, don't touch it. Don't sneeze.
2: Oh my god, I, I almost cried like while demoing this. So, um, just so everybody, know, Andrew knows what his birthday present is because yes. he helped retrieve it. Um, he.
1: Well, you made me sound it, like a dog.
2: Is- <laughs> no, <laughs> it was your. So you know, I do the demos. Andrew doesn't do the demos, but like if he's the one who does the work to get the product, then he can have it. I don't really care. <laughs> but um,
1: so if I yeah, come cold the, the, calling you, you know why? <laughs> like, hey, I line, actually really want your stuff.
2: <laughs> it's a Line Six Pod Go. Yep. And um, I now that it's working, I think it's really cool, and I think you're really going to dig it. All right. I really like the, I really like the amp sounds. Um, but when I first got it, I'm like, Oh, cool. Like I made my patch. Like that was really easy. Like, and now I'm like, and then I'm like filming it. So like I made one patch. Now I can yep. go and I can film it and I can walk through the process like and not sound like an idiot. And I make one patch and I'm like, and now I'm going to make another patch. And I like jokingly make one, name it Andrew. And then, uh, it saves to every, every single patch slot. Even Everything's Andrew. Different. Every, like even if it was like the named one. Like the tests (laughs) that I did, like it was suddenly like all of them. So I'm like, this has happened every time I I did the app. I did the firmware update. I'm like, what is happening? And I'm just like, it
1: it, it knows it belongs to me. I think that's what it is. (laughs) It's like, oh, Andrew, Andrew, I know that name. (gasps) My master is Andrew. We will
0: serve Andrew.
2: I had had to do a a hard factory reset, which thankfully was really easy. And uh, then I updated the, actually the firmware was still updated and now everything's working great. And like, that's
1: that's actually pretty cool.
2: Yeah, what was weird was um, when I got it, there were no like example uh, patches loaded in. Hmm. Like there was nothing, and I thought, well, that's a little weird. I would think they would at least give you some, so like you can like see what it's capable of. Sort of like the Fender Mustang GTX one hundred has like like one hundred and seventy two out of two hundred. Right. All of your own, nothing in there. So I do kind of wonder if it was like like everything was boxed up. Everything looked new, but I, part of me is like, was it a weird case of just like something buggy happened somewhere along the line? And I don't know, maybe it was like a refurb or like they had used it for. An well, example
1: I mean, software is a fickle thing. I there's is. no getting around that. All it takes is one bug. It starts to wig out. And sometimes just it, you refresh the software and it all works fine. It,
2: yeah, you Sometimes start getting you have to, to, to a certain level people. of
1: DSP, it's inevitable.
2: Now I have to real. Now I'm realizing that um, this like that time last week, I was reinstalling my entire operating system on my computer. So like, like <laughs> yeah, two weeks right. in a row, I've had to just start everything from scratch. And you know, in all, both times, it was like fine. It was like whatever. Like at this point, I have my Dropbox synced to. Like I'm just like saving anything that might be Cloud vaguely storage. important to yep. my Dropbox. Yeah. Um, which means I'm probably gonna have to up up the amount of internet data I have on my plan. But I, it's worth it. Like I had been mm-hmm. saving stuff to like externals, and that's that's kind of fine. But and I probably will go back to that solution, but. Hey, fingers crossed I don't have to.
1: Well, I'm lucky I don't do video editing um because that would take a lot more space than my Google Drive would handle. But uh I treat my Google Drive as my backup, and I'm not gonna tell you which account I'm using as a backup because that's a I'm very tinfoil hat about my digital security. And um anyways, but yeah, you know you get fifteen gig with a free Gmail account, so why not?
2: Yeah, I have um I've, I've was like grandfathered into like the two terabyte Dropbox plan
1: nice.
2: year or something like that. <clears throat> yeah. So I'm like, I'm never leaving that.
1: Yeah. I, I wouldn't best ever part is leave that. The
2: email address attached to it isn't one that anybody has. So.
1: Well, there you go.
2: One, one thing I love about Gmail addresses is you can put random periods in them. Um, mm-hmm. And so like, if you're logging, if you're like creating a username and you, for something, you can just add a bunch of periods or remove a bunch of periods, and yep. it, it it it'll still go to your gmail, but like it'll make it i think probably put at least one level of between hackers and you,
1: yep for sure there's there's a myriad of ways to uh, enhance digital security in the modern era,
2: yeah yeah yep. um so uh you I wanna ask you what's new with you. Oh, that's so kind
1: uh well for starters I have this adorable little pumpkin
2: oh <gasps> did you it's like my adorable little pumpkin and if you're mine's not cuter. watching this if you're not mine has a cat on it so mine's more podcast appropriate but if you're if you're not watching this on YouTube we both have itty bitty little pumpkins and mine has a cat on it
1: all I'm gonna say is it's the most wonderful time of the year where orange is universally beloved and uh, I have no complaints with that uh so now I've got that pumpkin uh, I don't think I wouldn't right. call
2: Orange University universally beloved. There are some okay. instances of orange.
1: Just don't let politics ruin my moment, okay? <laughs> Tangerine Palpatine, I, I get it. Like, I don't like them either, but I just want to be able to like orange. <sighs> <clears throat> um. All right, so I'm, I've got two things here for what's new with me that are actually gear related. Uh, one. So Melissa's been helping me out with, uh, Fox Cairo as of late. And I think, uh, at this point, it's about time to actually officially announce her as like part of the team. Cause she's awesome and, uh, saving me and my ineptitude with her genius. And, uh, anyway, oh, that's so I was, great. She's, <laughs> she's so great. I, I, You're lucky. I've, I'm incredibly lucky. Um, yeah, uh, so I, I saw something it's um, Andy Martin's wife has an Instagram account. I think it's like behind the pedals or something.
2: Oh yeah. And that's she, a good one too. It's funny. it's a
1: great account. She posts a combination of like memes that make kind of make fun of Andy slash make fun of the people who make fun of Andy. Um, Those are always great. But then just getting to see like the behind the scenes of how she supports him and um, and the uh, the tips and tricks she's picked up as someone who's like not a guitar player. And she posted this last week. And it was a photo of a doorstop. And what yeah. she was using it for was to prop up pedals just at a nice angle to lift them off of the surface that they're being photographed on. What, uh, oh, I think
2: <laughs> the smart. photo
1: she posted was of a, of a guitar. Uh, so it was like she had the, the doorstop was on the strings. And so the pedal could like be just neatly raised up. And I'm like, that's, that's genius. And that's so actually
2: really, that's actually really smart. Yeah.
1: So I was going through, uh, my wish list of things to, to purchase for the business and uh, doorstop
2: was
1: one of them doorstop was on was one of them but now that melissa's involved i was like hey honey uh before i go and start just buying stuff with um with the money we've made the last couple of weeks i uh want to run this by you since we're kind of doing this together now so here's what i've got in the cart here's why each of these things is good for um that made sense and uh sure on the list was like doorstops and amazon like the like I could, I, there's like a set of four for like 15 bucks. I'm like, I just want the one. Hell? Yeah. It's like, I just want a doorstop, but I also like, I don't want to go. It's not worth my time to go to the store and wander around to find one for $3 and save the 10 bucks. If that's going to take or me Or just hour. like
2: the family dollar. Surely it's a product of the family dollar.
1: She looked at me and she, she, she's like, "Hun, you know, we have doorstops, right? <laughs> um. So it's I okay, got my told.
2: husband doesn't know what we own either. It's kind of amazing.
1: Um, so yeah, no, we've got doorstops. They are clear, and I need to get the lighting rig up behind me to do um, some shoots of my next what's new. Do um, take a, a round two shoot. Is um, the hope is so I I usually f- um, do photography on the uh, orange backdrop that I've got, right? Because uh, hashtag on brand, and it's. Fine, but the problem is when you've got something like a VP Junior where the side of it is silver, the reflection from the orange is so strong that the sides end up looking orange. That's not always desirable. So my hope is if I put this underneath, it just get a little bit off of the surface. That might help a little bit with the the orange glare that's permeating everything. It's partly why – And I'm
2: going to be honest. Like orange – like that's – I'm looking at your product right now and like that topper is orange.
1: The topper Most is ago. orange. This is my newest topper.
2: What's orange's complimentary color, Andrew? Um, it's actually in that image. Blue. Yeah.
1: Yep. Sorry, that took me a second. I was like, "Wait, orange is it? Is a secondary so I would say color on the other side to of say the wheel?" Is
2: that you could invest in um a blue one for when you have orange things. I actually probably have a ton of little like um fabric y backdrops because I bought a light box once and never used it and it came with a bunch of potential background colors.
1: Mine is not fabric. It's a ninety nine cent poster board from Target. <laughs> um, yeah,
2: you have, have to iron the fabric, so I kind of get not using fabric.
1: I I still don't know what I'm doing as an amateur photographer. Um, I still use my phone to take all my p- product photos. But yeah, and I, and I, use like, my phone I want, want an orange backdrop. Buttons. I just I need I want an orange backdrop. How do I do that? And I was just like casually browsing through Target pre pandemic and I just saw the poster board. I'm like, you know, I bet that would work. And so I grabbed like five. So there's like five of them stashed back here. Um, three of which haven't been used yet. Um, just if yeah, they I mean, get scuffed up, I yeah. try to erase what I can with a, with a pencil eraser and then move on when it's trash for 99 <laughs> cents. I don't know. Yes. Okay.
2: Sure. Yeah. But don't, don't sweat like any, like. I I use this to film the me shots in all of our demos. That's my phone. Yeah. yeah, and I have a cute little new pop socket. It's a it's a black cat, mom. Yeah.
1: Well, what's you? new with you?
2: What was I going to say? Oh, uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm so excited for my what's new, and I've just. Broom. Um, two things happened that were exciting this week for for um, me musically speaking. Uh, Sunday Crush, the band I played, I play guitar in, albeit I did not play on the record. Um, we had a video premiere for our song and video, "Good Boy." It's an animated video; it's really cute on uh, the Big Takeover Magazine's website. So that was really exciting. I would and say then so. I I found out the song I'd recorded, uh, laid down some guitar parts for uh, a woman named Sonora May. Uh, that went live last week and she started sharing it around this week. It's a really beautiful song called uh, waiting to bloom. It's on Bandcamp. All the money's going to uh, help the help some victims of the domestic violence, uh, especially children. So it's all going to a great cause. So I'll try to remember to drop a link in the video description in the show notes. Um, and I'll drop it in the visual thread on our Facebook group, which everybody should join. Um, Yeah. But I'm just really proud of what we did. It's just kind of some, Moody swells. I tried to sort of invoke a um, pedal steel because I All I right. thought she would like that, and she did. But uh, my friend Michelle Sullivan from Michelle uh, Sullivan and the All Night Boys plays bass and sings on it, and uh, I forget the the fiddle player, but um, she did a great job. I can I can attest.
1: Well, congratulations! It's always Thank exciting you. when new content comes out with your name on it.
2: It is, it is, you know, and I'm just, uh, I'm just excited about where, where things are going. Feels like 31 years of hard work might starting, might be starting to like pay off, pay off a little bit. Yeah. That's I should what say I... 31 minus minus 13, 23 years. Yeah. Sure.
1: I don't know. That seems like capitalism might start working eventually. Maybe. <laughs> for me, Maybe. <laughs>
2: And I started the new job this week and that's been going well, but man, I did forget what it was like to work uh, 40 hours a week. It's an it's experience. Days go by a lot faster. It's kind of nice.
1: I bet. Um, yeah, no, my, my week 1000% disappeared. I got to Friday um, and I actually, I worked way more than my my normal shift um, from Monday and Tuesday. Um, so my manager's like, okay, well, make up for that. We'll let you have Friday morning off. And so- like, like, come Friday morning, like, well, I feel like I should be working, but I'm not. <laughs> it is. It felt like it took forever to get to noon, and it, like, I'm working from home anyways, and so I'm like, like, resisting the urge, like, eh, it probably wouldn't hurt just to check to see where my messages are at right now, see mm-hmm. how many emails I've got waiting, and then as soon as as soon, I force myself to wait till noon to fire up the laptop. And then noon hit if I had up, I'm like, all right, let's go. And the next thing I know it's like four. I'm like, that took five minutes for four hours to pass. But the entire morning, I, when I slept in and was only awake for like two or three hours before I started work, felt like an entire day. What the heck?
2: Yeah. Isn't that weird? Like it's, waking up at I've been waking up at like six thirty to get some like other freelance projects done, like before I start my work work day. I don't know why I said I did not work 40 hours a week. I mean, obviously, I do, I've do. i been doing 40 hours of work a week. It's just uh, for one job instead of like one main thing and then like sure. a couple other things to fill the hours. But sure. uh, yeah, I've been waking up early to work on some freelance projects, to edit some videos. I am cutting my demo schedule back a little bit. I had been doing four demos a week and that was just a lot, man. That was a lot. Yeah, it wasn't even like. I was, I wasn't struggling for content because I still have a backlog, but yeah, just to do four videos a week really is, it's so many, it's just yes. a lot of time filming and editing. Yeah.
1: Yep. No, that makes total sense. I think, uh, I think with all of that in mind, I think it, uh, we should update the phrase time flies when you're having fun. Cause like having fun, like. Time does would fly quite the same way when you're a willing participant in, uh, corporate capitalism. <laughs> I think that's how we should, I think a variant on that is how we should rephrase that. Like,
2: man, you're going so hard on capitalism this week.
1: <laughs> it, it, capitalism has not been the kindest to me this week and I'm not feeling oh, excited know. about it.
2: Yeah. I'm sorry, buddy.
1: It happens.
2: Yeah. It, but, um,
1: it's yeah. capitalism.
2: Yeah. Well, um, I know we have a topic, but like I mentioned something last week that I just kind of want to talk about really quickly before we get into our topic. Topic, which is going to be a lot of fun. But uh, I know I mentioned that I thought that you were too young for Pete and Pete, and that was that was confirmed because I didn't realize that Pete and Pete started airing in 1991. Um, and they were like a couple of one-off shorts, like four four like thirty, well, twenty-three minute episodes, and then it went into a full-time series in like 93 or something like that. But, um, I had, I have gone down a rabbit hole of Pete and Pete a little bit, like not as much as Rick. Like I, I went, I got home one night. I don't know where i had been or something. i had been like working on something. So I, I probably just came upstairs and that felt like coming home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I but, uh, at home.
2: It's like, I finished work at like 7:30 and went upstairs and, um, we, we hung out and then I uh he was going to get on a, a 9.30 call with India because he's important. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to lay in bed and, and like I'm like, well, let me see if Pete and Pete's on YouTube. And it is. And I started watching it at like 9.15 and he hears and he comes and he just is looking at it. And he's like, man, I forgot about this show. And he looks at me and he's like, can you wait until I can watch it with you? And I'm like, sure. Aww. But also I'm a little bit sad that I can't watch Pete and Pete right now. <laughs> but like, that, it holds up. It really it really does hold up. There's a lot of nostalgia. And, man, the cameos in it. Firstly, the theme song is, like, really just so 90s indie rock, and I really love it, and it's fun. And I, I think it probably impacted my musical taste more than I thought at the time or thought throughout my life. But also, like... Michael Stipe is in an episode, and what? Pete Pearson from the B-52s is in an episode. Debbie Harry is in an episode. Iggy Pops in like four episodes. Luscious Jackson like plays a major plot line in, in an episode. I'm like, this is how did all of these like indie rockers or alternative rockers, like, how did how did they, how did they convince anyone to let them make a children's TV show? <laughs> and I love that they did it. And and like some of the themes in it, I really liked, like um, there was an episode about, have you ever heard of like a Mr. Tasty kind of ice cream truck? No. Okay. Well, um, so there's, there's an episode where there's this like kind of mysterious, um, and that sounds more dubious than it is, mysterious ice cream guy. And he always wears this big soft serve kind of head and um, nobody knows anything about him. And they like try to befriend him, like the kids try to befriend him and Mm -hmm. then he just takes off and then uh when they're talking to the michael stipe character who's also an ice cream guy he's like i heard some kids were trying to get too close (laughs) like basically but it was uh, it was like a lesson of it's not always appropriate to try to be friends with adults when you're a child and i'm like that's yeah that's an interesting lesson from and it was from the perspective of not because this guy is bad because the ice cream guy wasn't bad it's just like their boundaries it's like a good episode about respecting boundaries i think
1: i mean i'm a fan of respecting boundaries. that just sounds so creepy
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a little creepy i mean the whole show is just weird like the whole thing is that it's weird oh yeah and sonic youth drummer was in like the first ever episode it was just like you're watching you're like what the hell i love this (laughs) i love it more as an adult almost
1: that just seems so strange yeah, it's definitely uh Ice cream Guy. Ever so slightly behind my time. But no, I, I mean just as soon as you said Michael Stipe like
2: as ahead of your time.
1: I think both work. I don't know. Anyways, uh no, I've, I've been spinning my head for uh REM puns and um I I don't have any that are relevant to this conversation, but it's not the end of the world as we know it. So
2: well, Mr. Tasty was a shiny, happy person until the kids tried to get in his way.
1: I feel so forced. I don't know. I don't know. That just seems very strange.
2: Hey, rude.
1: <laughs> uh, for, for those of you who are not watching on YouTubes, uh, which I didn't get kids get are calling it these anything. days. It, it was, it was not the finger, but it was a vulgar gesture.
2: It wasn't and vulgar. Don't call it about, vulgar. It was a rude gesture. Uh,
1: but it was not a ruse. Uh, but about 22 minutes in, uh, if you want to see Emily um, visually do something rude, you should watch it on YouTube. Anyways, we actually
2: got more views on our YouTube video last week than downloads. And it, like a lot, like it was a lot of YouTube views.
1: Yeah, that's actually really exciting.
2: Yeah. I'm I did a premiere. So I'm probably you're probably maybe you're watching the premiere right now.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I, I I didn't you premiered when I'm in my day job, so I didn't have yeah. time to I I couldn't like step in and like actually watch, but I did come back around, watch the uh read through the super chat and I got a kick out of it.
2: I tried to do um a lunch a lunch thing, so if I you want to be a part of it for the scheduling just um let me know and I'll try to
1: uh, if I thought I would get a lunch, I would. Oof-da. <clears throat> it's just one of those, uh, those seasons where it's uh, go, go, go.
2: Yeah. No, I I have been – I was go, go, going all week last week, and it was really, really nice. I learned a lot. I, got, I like writing because I, you learn, like, the random stuff when you, when you have to write an article about it.
1: <laughs> well, shall we thank our sponsors and then hit up our topic –
2: Yes, this week's episode of Get Offset Podcast is sponsored by DistroKid. They make it easy and affordable to put your music on the internet. Uh, places like iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, Deezer, iHeart. Please stop doing that. <laughs> um, I
1: was waiting uh, to see how long it would take you to get interrupted.
2: <laughs> I noticed it like the first time you did it. <laughs> it. Um, I'm trying to thank our sponsor. Uh but, uh, one thing, one cool thing that I did with them this week is I set up, um, for our, after our premiere, I'm, they're going to be able to do it so that if somebody pre-orders the Sunday Crush record, they're going to get an automatic download of the song Good Boy, and that's called Instant Gratification, and it's a cool way to move pre-sales on iTunes and other platforms, um, like, just, like, that little extra incentive for somebody to go ahead and, uh, Pony up the, the ten bucks it costs to, to buy your music or whatever, and that's just one of the many cool little features that you can do with uh, DistroKid. And if you use the link in the video description or in the show notes, um, you'll save seven percent off your first year of DistroKid, and you'll help support this podcast slash YouTube channel. So please check that out. And I'll, again, thank you DistroKid for supporting us.
1: Instant gratification. What could be more American? (sighs) Sorry. I I was trying to say something relevant to the sponsor because like genuinely in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, that is actually like really cool. Like I didn't realize that was a feature. And then the other half of my brain um, was staring at the store stop that I'm now using as a fidget tool um, to, to keep my fingers busy. And I looked at it and it says doorstop. And I had the. My brain immediately went to, well, what's a what's a door start? And I'm just having one of those mornings. Um, our
2: house came with a door stop, but um, we had been using. Well, I think I've mentioned this before. In our last apartment, we 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 only had a front door and a door to the bathroom, and those were the only doors in the whole place. Um, because it was a studio loft.
1: <laughs> that will do. But, it. Um,
2: in Nashville, we had, and I think we still have this this heavy little iron like cast iron iron and we would use that to um prop open the doors but man if you hit that thing with your toe it was lights out <laughs> blinding Ouch. pain.
1: yeah I don't I don't do the the stubbing of the toes
2: I have to wear slippers like all the time because I am for someone with such small feet how do I stub my toes as much as I do I don't understand
1: I uh yeah I try to wear slippers or socks in the house when I can Burks? um and I know Melissa doesn't appreciate it, but my toes do. Melissa was raised in a household where you do not wear shoes inside. And while I understand the hygiene behind that, I think if at any point we think that the floor is remotely clean, we're kidding ourselves. So why?
2: Well, indoor shoes like Mr. Rogers.
1: I mean, yeah, I don't really wear my Birks or my, uh, my slippers outside. So yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So all right, well, our uh, topic for the day. Yeah, is uh, something? Awkwardly.
2: Can we hat tip uh, Philippe from Caroline Guitar Company?
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely.
2: Hat tip to Philippe. Listen to his episode with also with Louise from Dwarfcraft Devices from earlier in the COVID experience.
1: Yes, I've been meaning to go back and listen to it because we got kind of into the sticks on uh, what are the business implications of a worldwide shutdown um, from COVID. And this is like in March. I think we did the episode like a couple of weeks after like I started working from home. It was all super fresh. And I mm-hmm. I remember a few, few of the talking points that we got through and I, and I know that those are aging well, but I kind of want to listen back to what everybody thought was going to happen now that we're several months in and just see like. Who is right? Who is wrong? And, um, uh, and how right, I guess, cause I don't think anyone was wrong. I think everyone's right to varying degrees. So we got a yeah. conversation. So. Mm-hmm.
2: And some of the things just got worse. <laughs> like the, yes. like, like shipping just got worse.
1: Oh man, I'm still so frustrated. Like I'm just like trying to source normal things, like, uh, supplies for Fox Cairo and, um, like a couple of weeks ago, I went to go source one of um the the products that I use for the production line. Last time I bought it, it was like x amount of dollars a unit, and I went to go check and it literally tripled in price since the last time I had to purchase it. And I ended up having to go find someone who was find a local a local storefront that was a vendor for that company and talk them into giving it to me at a lower price. And it's like special, like special ordering, um, a certain number of units in order for it to make it worth their while. And I just, I was like, well, I shouldn't have to go through the, this. Uh, yeah, it's just like but, uh, like anyway, little things like that. Yeah, sorry.
2: Anyway, Anyways. This yes, is Philippe is post, wonderful. Yes, he shared this post from the Facebook page "Man Who Has It All," which it, I am it's, following now. In the light. You can actually buy these shirts, um, but it's a picture of a man and a woman. They're wearing a shirt with the same design, and the woman's shirt says guitarist, and the man's shirt says male guitarist. (laughs) And as someone who's been called a female guitarist instead of just a guitarist, that's really funny.
1: (laughs) I got a kick out of it. Um, I don't, I guess I I love the concept, but I don't understand, like, I guess it's a left-handed guitar.
2: Oh, you're in going the to picture. Go it. Mm-hmm.
1: I know it's it's been bugging me oh, all because, week
2: because the little teardrop pick um, pick guard is
1: yeah. On so the other yeah, side. so it's like a it's like a pick shaped cutout picture or graphic of an acoustic guitar, but it's a left handed guitar because uh, the strings on the right are thicker, and then the pick guards on the left, yeah. and it's really bugging me because I'm like, ah, come on, guys. Why like, do
2: you hate left handed people?
1: I. We'll get into that another time, but um, childhood trauma is a long story. I saw
2: cat, but it's gonna get cropped out. Damn,
1: cat is probably going to actively. Um, oh, if it's Percy, yeah, I'm gonna be gagging here in about two minutes. Uh, oh, the he, he's didn't doing his go business. The, he oh, didn't go into god. the thank god, no, um,
2: he just walked off to the side of the screen. Um, but the whole thing is the trope of the idea of like there are lists where basically women are categorized as like best women in rock or best female guitarist, And just like, we just want to be on the list of the normal. Like we just want it to be a normal list. I don't want to be a female musician. I want to be a musician. And that's, just, that's the sentence,
1: but this is, um, well, yeah. I mean, if like you, if you watched her on SNL last night and you're like, Oh, she's pretty good for a girl.
2: Oh, if you said that you're like, you're dumb
1: <laughs> but, well yeah but that's the sort of thing that like this mindset and it's it's so frustrating to to see this because at a certain point like i never really noticed that this was a thing but once people started calling it out to me i'm like i couldn't stop seeing it everywhere i'm like yeah. oh my god like it really is like it it's so wild it's, to an a- see. it's an
2: asterisk next to your name and you're like i don't want that
1: it's a caveat it's an asterisk it's this implication of a gimmick, which is actually, a, I was, ha- I had a um, DM conversation with Mrs. Smith uh, a couple days ago about um, the concept of a gimmick, um, and it's just like this idea that people are subconsciously—they're like they not, might not even realize that they're doing, it, but they're subconsciously putting that asterisk next to your name and devaluing your work or implying that your art doesn't stand up for itself, um, yeah. or that it's not even art itself—that it's just some sort of a ploy to play on capitalism to try and get more money and attention and followers. And, and when it's not that at all, um, that just so in implicitly.
2: It's just such and so, annoying. It's just, and it ultimately like, it can be anything from like a mild annoyance to i mean i know this hasn't happened to me personally but i know more than one woman who's been dropped from a bill because we already had one woman on the bill of like a festival like sure. not like "quota met" what
1: "quota met"
2: "quota yeah exactly exactly
1: we uh, get we are we get a tax exemption now
2: the token the token that's like you don't want to be the token black person in the film. You don't want to be the token woman on on a bill. Like you don't want to be the token of anything. You want to be there because it's so
1: kind of the of them to let a woman open up for the headliner.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. man, they have one of the four bands on the bill has a woman in it. Quote unquote.
1: But like it seems like so like I I could see where someone would be like oh well it's just like a one word difference, and yeah. I think it's that's. Not being fair to how sinister small differences in our choices of words can be. Yeah. And I, I, and that's a statement I, I, I can say pretty confidently across several languages. Um, but it, linguistics is so incredibly important in the way that it shapes culture. And that is something I will stand by. Um, I, one of my, I think I've talked about this before, but like, I swear, like emojis have changed so much of the way that we think. Um, Is At least this is my pet running theory. I haven't done like tons of research on it, but it's basically hieroglyphics. And so the way that that changes our brains to look at things more visually and to speak in ways that like the English language can't, these little things go so far so fast without us ever entirely realizing it. And so when we see something like this, that's calling it out, you've got to be willing to take a step back and say, okay, I haven't thought of it this way before, but I recognize that I'm my brain's kind of just been normalizing this for so long that I need if I give it a chance to step back and reevaluate, then I might be able to learn something from this, and I might be really surprised by how drastically this changes my perspective on things. Because yeah, all of the things we just talked about before, you're putting an asterisk in front of someone's art, their talent, their reputation, and that's sinister. Yeah. The, the word I'm uh, giving it is sinister. Um,
2: yeah, I don't think it comes from a good place necessarily. Um,
1: I don't think people are necessarily being malicious.
2: No, not, but sometimes
1: they are, sometimes but not, not always.
2: Are. Well, it's like, have you ever said, like, if you've ever said to anybody about anything good for a girl, that's really absolute trash. Like, it's just, are you good or are you not? Like, don't, don't right. put a qualifier in it. But I think that one thing it takes to, for people to see how ridiculous it is, is to flip it. Like, do the gender reverse exactly like this. Like, a male guitarist, a a man would never wear a shirt that says male guitarist. Like, not, not seriously. And, like, there are not male guitars and female guitars. There are just guitars. So there's not pedals for boys and pedals for girls. Like, that's.
1: I thought about ordering the shirt just to, like, you know, feel like I'm being supportive and, like, kind of in on it. I I can't. I I really don't think I could bring myself to actually wear that because that would just feel like that would feel slightly demeaning to me, even though it's like a flip on the joke and it doesn't really apply to me. It just, I I started to order and I just like, I couldn't bring my I knew I wouldn't be able to wear it. It just wouldn't sit right in the back of my head. And I think at that moment, I'm like, okay, this like, I'm recognizing like in my head that this is like, makes sense and why they're flipping it and what's so wrong with it. But if I want, then want to go the extra step of participating and the fact that my brain's like, uh, uh-uh, no, 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 no. Oh, we right. don't like this. It took yeah. it to that extra visceral level of like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe this is a, a microcosm of what women feel when they're, when they've done a performance and someone says you're pretty good for a girl or, uh, did your boyfriend teach you like what you should smile more? Any of these things that just I, yeah, I mean, that's just wild.
2: No, I've gotten this. I got this. Um, I I've gotten this in like most of the industries I've, I've worked in. I remember once I was, um, like writing like copywriting for a, a whiskey tasting and the client literally said, yeah, the copy's pretty good for a girl. Like literally said it. And I was like, and I think that my face just stonied right up. I was like, and he's like I was kidding I was kidding I was like I don't I don't I don't I don't think you were. Think he was? Yeah. I don't know. But that I remember like that made me so mad and I like <sighs> So
1: mad.
2: I know he was joking but also like that wasn't funny man. I've been getting that my whole damn life like it's never like I've been getting that since I was a kid since so you do like throw like a girl or run like a girl. What was it like Dove or somebody did like the like a girl campaign?
1: I don't remember. I remember the campaign. I don't remember what company it was. Tells you how successful the campaign
2: was. Yeah. But like, know. it would ask like a a young girl to like show us running, show us throwing, and then it, then they ask the girl, show us run like a girl, show us throw like a girl. Like, right. My own dad, who who is you know always been supportive. I just remember at one point he did say the words like. Like that's throwing like a girl or something mm-hmm. like that. Maybe it wasn't my dad. Maybe it was someone else on the team. I think it might've been one of our female coaches now that I think about it. But like the idea of just like, if it's not proper form, it's throwing like a girl. Sure, Maybe that's just weird. It's just a weird thing to say. Like, I don't know, man.
1: Sure. I mean, I think a, a learning. Uh, so there's a couple of things I, I think I can take away from in this Um well, for for starters, just in if anything that's gendered language, if you're attaching something negative to gendered language, think twice. I'm not saying that you can't. I'm also saying I can't think of a good example of that off the top of my head. And
2: I can't think of a good example of positive gendered language, to be honest. Like that, like unharmful, positive, like the warmth, the warmth of a woman, like emotional warmth of a woman, sure. like Like you would think that'd be a positive thing. Like I would think that would be a positive characteristic for anybody to have, but like, like warmth, emotional warmth. But then when you gender it like that, you're saying it's not normal for for men to have emotional warmth. And I think that's um, upsetting.
1: Sure. I mean, I think there's, there is a much deeper conversation to have, like even on the other end of this, but I, I think I'm to focus on specifically negative stuff. Like if it's explicitly negative I really want to caution against that and like, take the second to think about it. The next thing that I've got on this is I understand that not everyone who's saying things like this. I I really truly believe that not everyone's being intentionally malicious or demeaning or they don't even realize what they're saying. It's so internalized.
2: Yeah.
1: And I I think that's okay. I'm not saying that it's okay to stay that way, but I'm saying it's okay. And no one's going to say you are a bad person because of the way that the language that you're, you, of the way that you're using the English language or whatever language you you natively speak. I'm not willing to say, Hey, you're, that's bad. I, I'm not willing to like make that a personal thing. What I am willing to say is, Hey, if someone calls us out to you though, don't say, Oh, I didn't mean it that way. I, so I can keep doing it. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is yeah. take the opportunity to learn, take the opportunity to reflect, um, Slice a humble pie. No one's it don't take it personally. No one's saying it's personally about you. People are saying, hey, this is something that it's a recognition that this is we've all internalized this collectively as a culture. And it's time for us to start evaluating whether or not we're okay with that.
2: And if so, somebody is and I I will say if somebody's taking the time, especially somebody that you know, uh if somebody's taking the time to say to you, like, hey, that's really not a cool thing to say, and here is why. It's i it's an act of love because it means they think that you are capable of introspection and that you want to improve Empathy. and that you yeah and that you want to you know make people around you feel good and welcome. It's not it's not a slight on your personality um, until you make it a slight on your personality by sure being, being rude about it.
1: Sure. Yeah, I mean. Um... I've been joking half seriously, half jokingly for since we started this podcast that I'm a quote unquote recovering conservative. Um, and I think the heart of where I'm at with joking about that is more of like, just tell me if I'm wrong. I'm, a, I'm not so stuck on what the value sets that I was raised with that I'm not willing to reflect on them. Yeah. Um, and in some ways I still think I am more conservative than my liberal friends would like me to be and i i'm okay with that i don't know but it's about where your headspace is at it's whether or not you're willing to entertain that you could be wrong and the humility that comes with it and be able to have these conversations i think is really important yeah and then the uh the only other thing that i'd like to take away is uh i'd like to read these comments out loud
2: i really want to read some of these comments can i can i start i have a favorite yeah
1: what's your favorite
2: My favorite is uh, Corey Redford said, Is playing guitar the only qualification for being a, quote, guitarist nowadays? Because there's a list of 20 things that I would ask this guy before I felt confident that he is what he says he is. Don't let male guitarists water down the definition of of what it means to be a real guitarist. That's my favorite because I've heard this so much. I've been quizzed for everything that I like. You know how many men have introduced their replacements to me? Jesus. Jesus. A lot. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um,
1: I think I, I'm trying, I'm looking here. Um, I really like this one is that there's a bit of a, This comes from Anne Kilgore Cooper. There's a bit of a difference between a musician and someone having a little hobby. I'm sure he enjoys it though. And it does mean he can play a few little tunes to his children.
2: Man, I've gotten this like, not quite verbatim, but... Once someone did tell me, like, "Oh, but your kids are going to grow up thinking mommy rocks." I'm like, "What?"
1: Right. And oh, the other God. one that's in the comments, like towards the top of the list, is uh, from Gina K. Is I think it's great as a modern woman, I fully support men having hobbies.
2: Oh, and to to go off of that one, Angela Reed, I think it's cute when men have hobbies. His shirt right. should probably be tighter and show his arms. I'm an arm woman. Also, where is his smile? And maybe he could clean up his hair. Yep. Women aren't attracted to boys with, sh- with straggly hair. Yep, that's oh, that's so good.
1: Yeah, I it I laugh, but I also laugh because, like with a little bit of like. <laughs> but if you if you flip the the gender role here, it becomes so painful so fast. Oh, it's right! Like, you're like
2: this is cringe. Ridiculous.
1: Like, it's like as a cishet white guy, I'm like, you're making me look bad, man. Like, come on. <laughs>
2: yeah right name an all-male rock band that actually rocks it's just not something they're good at (laughs) he should smile he should smile oh so proud of these boys they'll have a go at anything these days oh my god because like some of these like like they show because you get these as women like you go girl kind of thing and you're like i know that you're like trying to be supportive you really are but you're just Act, you're you're making it sound like it's different like right like would you say that to a dude I mean you would say it I would say that to like any gendered child like oh hell yeah that kid kicks ass like like amazing whoa um
1: sure but so, like an
2: adult like god that's really is it is the word patronizing? Because it feels like the word is it patronizing. It
1: is. So, I mean, so the comments we've read so far kind of harken back to maybe a more archaic mindset. And so you might be listening to this going like, well, I wouldn't ever say that in reverse. But maybe if you're...
2: A lot of people do.
1: Though. Well, yeah. So a lot of people do, but it, it sounds really extreme. So maybe here, here's a couple of comments that I'm looking at that seem a little bit more subversive um, and not quite as like direct. um. But I see frequently and is really hard to see is I, uh, so here's one from, um, Amelie Abrami. I just butchered that name. I'm so sorry. Um, people only listen to his mediocre guitar playing because he's a man. If he were a woman, he'd actually have to learn to play. Good for him. He's got looks though. I'm sure his little guitar matches his pretty hair. The and it's is like,
2: women actually do have to be like twice as good as men to get half the respect for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I
1: well it's taking a dig at that trope of like, women who just post generic videos of them playing poorly get so much attention because they've got tits i mean that's that's (laughs) that's the implication that i see so many people saying oh well the only reason why you're liking this and as if that's you know the thing that kills me is that i think there's an element of truth to it but the the onus doesn't land on the woman in that the onus lands on all the creepy old dudes they're like fast forward to 43 seconds in you can see a jiggle i'm like, what? doing that's not what the focus of this is you're the the problem is not the woman who's putting herself out there saying hey i can play guitar the problem is the guys that are getting all creepy like hmm let me grab the lotion and maybe us and at the end of this video i'll switch over to pornhub like it's (sighs) so uncool but but people actually say this sort of thing and it's not quite as
2: direct they don't see it a lot of them think it a lot of them think things like like this one by, uh, Kirsten Fletcher. Wait till he has a baby. He won't want this rock life anymore once his father instincts kick in. It's really just a phase. There's another one, uh, Alexandra Shostak. He just learned guitar so he could be, quote, one of the girls and meet his future wife that way, right? He probably can't actually play. I mean, you, you, you like, there are people who think these things, like, right. oh, she just wants to be one of the guys. Oh, once she's a mom, she won't want to do this anymore. Um, um, Da, 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 da. should not encourage a hobby this hobby man i don't even see gender it's only an issue when all when males make it an issue which they do all the time um i oh, like, like this, this comment name it, record
1: i like that this comment which is uh, where do they put their wieners when they play guitar and <laughs> like, well, the the problem with that is because guys have been designing guitars that's why it fits their bodies Look at, That's true. look at guitars that are designed by women or for women. They're very different for a reason.
2: So well, Sometimes they're different. Sometimes they're not. I mean, sure. Um, bu- 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 bu. I only know of a male bassist. I don't know of any men who want to aspire to be a male guitarist. Good for Andy for wanting to aim that high, though, by Nat Davies. Good for you. Good for you for wanting to try. Oh, my I'm not sexist. I just think that boy bands aren't as good as real bands. That's why they don't get as many festival gigs. There's no need to turn it into my identity politics like all these boys need to do.
1: Sure. And so as the comments start digging deep, I think the comments that got the most likes are the ones that were so blatantly like, yes, like these are things we hear and we can all agree that those are bad. But it's the ones you start scrolling down, you start looking at the more sinister, the more not quite as direct, the the less he obvious probably
2: had a lot of musical women in his family. I, yeah, no, that's, that's another one. It's like the same. And, and I think that especially women who are into cars are probably going to hear something like that a lot. Sure. um, Like, Oh, did you just really hang out with your dad a lot? I'm like, well, maybe their mom did that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like my mom's the reason I play. And it's car.
1: just, and the, the word I keep coming back to is this uh, the conversation I had with Mrs. Smith earlier this week is like, it's putting an asterisk. Um, it's, it's, it's implying that there's a gimmick that's just so yeah. ruinous and angering. So anyways, um, that's all I've got before my blood pressure starts getting out of hand. <laughs> now, this is, this is me getting upset. I know.
2: Oh uh, gosh. It's like, it's like you're getting feisty. Like you listen back to it later and I, you have to be like, well, that wasn't so. I wasn't so feisty after I all. feel like every time I
1: get feisty, like, I start pushing back. I'm like, ugh. And I, go, I go listen back. I'm like, little oh, punk. You barely even like, spoke up.
2: <laughs> so, no. Meanwhile, I got a weird email this week and was like, the more I read like, the first time I read, I'm like, oh, whatever. And then I read it again. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, everything in this is stupid. Like, yep. what the hell? I, like, um, I, I said to a friend. I'm like, is this ridiculous? And she's like, yes. <laughs> yes
1: um yeah so final call out before uh because i know you got uh things to do places to be and uh, i have to trouble.
2: well if i don't finish filming these pod go demos you're never going to get it so
1: <laughs> um so i'm gonna uh send you that direction but first i'm gonna point out that i wore the shirt because i wanted to share off uh sh- share off show off my love for in and out but then like the the microphone placement's been covering up my shirt for yes. most of the episode and that's really bothering me so here's my in and out shirt and uh there's the whole, the whole back.
2: If you're um, watching the podcast, that made more sense. I'm wearing an old Blood Noise Endeavors shirt.
1: Um, and yeah, that's yet another call out. Uh, if you're not watching the podcast on YouTube and you have the opportunity to, uh, do whatever works best for you. But just know that it's an option. Know that it's there. And uh, know that uh, I swear that my face – you stare at my face. Like it's hard to look at it first, but give it 20 minutes. You'll settle in. It'll start to look normal, maybe familiar even. I don't know.
2: Maybe. Um, let's see. Let's, I actually go, I want to take a look to see what other demos I even want to do with this pod go. And I want to run it by you. Do you think it'd be worth it to just go through some of the sound settings? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably what I'm going to do. So yeah, I'm going to go through do additional additional videos with the different amps and probably the cabinets as much as I can with it being like reasonable because there's so much there's so much in this pedal.
0: Yeah, another uh, to ton.
2: Through, yeah, distortion, I, modulation, delays, reverbs. There's a lot of things.
1: There's a ton in there. I think I think the huge value out of a video like that because it's it's meant to it's a pedal unit that's geared for beginners. Uh, meant to be something like kind of more palatable. I think if you can show truly how user-friendly it is, minus software bugs, but factory reset, obviously. Uh, I mean, it's,
2: it was such, such an easy fix.
1: Right. <clears throat> so being able to show that and just kind of make it a little less intimidating. Cause like, even for me, like I've been playing guitar and playing around with effects and whatnot for long enough. Like I still don't like the idea of like LCD screens, and, like getting into menu diving. That always kind of wigs me out. Yeah. And so I'd, I I think I can't be alone in that. And I think, I've been told over and over again that this product really is user friendly, really is beginner friendly, and really is meant to help you get into the music and start playing. And I think that Honestly, to be able yeah, to show that would be huge.
2: Very, very easy. Once you kind of figure out which buttons to push at which times mm-hmm. um, it's, I thought it was really easy. Like you can hear the different sounds as you scroll down them, if you're building it on the board. Um, if you're using the app, um, the software that you download, uh, I didn't try the whole like playing along uh, like while I had that open, but it does show you like visually what those effects look like. Um, so like if it has a name and you're like, I don't really know what that name means, like Minotaur, you look and it looks like a clone, and then you're like, okay, that's what that is. Or like you look at it, like, oh, that's a DS1, that's a DS2, mm-hmm. that's yep. um, a tube screamer. Yeah, like so if you if you know what the things are it starts to make more sense, but like building them on the little device, since it's not like, for me, it's like, it would be bad. It would be harder if it were a touchscreen. So that it's not a touchscreen. It saves a lot of, I think the pain in the ass stuff that you often have with um, screens, but cool. Well, uh, for everyone out there watching, uh, please check us out on patreon.com slash get offset, check out get offset podcast.com for merchant more. Um, please rate review on iTunes, subscribe on the YouTubes. Um, thanks for watching.
1: Thanks for listening.
2: Thanks for understanding until next time. My name is Emily
1: and my name is Andrew.
2: Bye.